Reduxit me in latitudinem. Coniam voluit me. And he brought me forth into a spacious place because he loved me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Lord, having loved us and loved us even to the end, has indeed brought us out into a spacious place. And what is this spacious place? If not the days of grace and of glory that fall between the Feast of Corpus Christi and the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. This is a vast and spacious place opened for us by the Lord because he loves us. This spacious place in some way corresponds to what Blessed Abbot Marmion calls the Sanctuarium Exauditionis, the sanctuary in which all our prayers are given a hearing, that place out of which we pray to the Father, confident with full assurance of being heard. The Sanctuarium Exauditionis, the spacious place of the introit, is the whole liturgical year, and in a particular way is this octave of Corpus Christi. Today's Mass is wondrously suited to the day that falls between Corpus Christi and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And if you open your missal and take to heart the texts of today's Mass, you will begin to make all the connections and see that the collect given us today is the articulation of all that is given us during these days. We prayed in the collect, we're addressing the Father, of course. Grant, O Lord, Lord, Holy Father, as we say in the canon of the Mass, grant, O Lord, that we may have an abiding fear, reverence, and love of thy holy name. This is the perfect description of filial piety. Piety, pietas, is that 
attitude of the son towards his father, when the son has full <coughs> assurance that the father has pietas for him. This allows the son to approach his father at once with an abiding reverence. He is always the father. And at the same time, with an abiding love, confident that the love of the Father will never fail him. And so the first line of today's collect is this description of filial piety, reverence and love. And the collect says, Santi nominis tui, an abiding fear and love of thy holy name. The name here is the name Abba, Father. God hath sent his Spirit into our hearts, filling us, allowing us to make our own that cry of the eternal Son facing the Father, Abba, Father. The name here, the name here, is the revelation of the fatherhood of God. And then the collect goes on to say, For thou never failest. And the English translation in the Missal struggles with the Latin text, trying to, to express it adequately, and yet, as all translations must, it falls short. For thou never failest to direct and govern by thy grace, says the translation, quia nunquam tua gubernatione destituis. Never dost thou take away from us thy providential ordering of our lives not a translation, but an attempt to draw the meaning out. Our lives are governed by the Father, by the Father, and all that the Father does is good. Ita Pater, Ita Pater. Yes, Father, all that thou dost is good. And the collect plays on two words, destituis et instituis. And it's, it's wonderfully, uh, the text is wonderfully balanced by these two words. Thou dost never deprive of thy providential care, of thy solicitude for the ordering of our lives those whom thou hast instituted, rooted, set in the solidity, the solidity of thy... Now it says love, but the Latin uses dilexio, 
Dilexio is not the same thing as amor. Dilexio is a love that singles out the beloved, that chooses the beloved. Dilexio is that love by which the one loving sets his heart on the object of his love. And so the Collect says that God the Father never forsakes, never abandons those upon whom he has set his heart. And then, what was the verse in the intro? It's, it's the response of the psalmist uh, to uh, what the Collect says. The Collect says that no matter what happens in our lives, God never forsakes us, never abandons us, but orders all things strongly and sweetly, never forsakes those whom he has brought close to himself even to his bosom, in sinu patris, even as the firstborn son abides in the bosom of the Father, so too are we by baptism and by every growth in grace held fast against the Father's heart, in sinu patris. And so what does the psalmist cry out in the verse of the intro at I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Thou hast so loved me, Father, that I will love thee in return. Thou art my strength, virtus mea. Thou art my firmament, <clears throat> meaning thou art the solid ground on which I can stand confident and sure of thy triumphant love, firmamentum meum. Thou art my refuge, my safe place, the one to whom I flee in time of danger, refugium meum. Thou art the one who settest me free, liberatur meus. And so there is this wonderful <coughs> interplay between the intro of today's Mass and the collect of today's Mass. And St. John, St. John gives us the epistle today, rightly. John of the Senegal, who rested his head on the heart of Jesus at the Last Supper, John of Calvary, who, standing at the foot of the cross, raised his eyes to contemplate the pierced one. You see, we have John on the Feast of Corpus Christi. We read from St. John's Gospel, the sixth chapter, the Discourse on the Bread of Life. We have John again on the Feast of the Sacred Heart, because it is John who reveals to us the mystery of the heart of Jesus opened by the soldier's lance, from which there gushed forth blood and water. 
And on this Sunday that falls between these two, in some way, Johannine feasts, Corpus Christi and the Sacred Heart, we have the epistle taken from St. John the Beloved. And he says, we know that we have passed from death, that means from our former way of life, life of darkness and fear, sin and despair, a life controlled by enslavements to the world and the flesh and the devil. We know that we have passed from death to life, to the life of filial adoption, the life of filial piety, the life of complete assurance that the Father who established us in his love by making us his children will not deprive us of his ongoing care, his government, his providence, as we say in the collect. So, we know that we have passed from death to life. How? Because we have consoling experiences in prayer? No. Because we are capable of speaking well of the things of God? No. Because we write beautiful essays on theological subjects? No. Because our head is full of knowledge about God? No. Because we pass long hours in prayer? No. Because we fast and deprive ourselves of sleep and spend ourselves in all sorts of ascetical exercises? No. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. Because we love the brethren, the litmus test. He that loveth not, the man with a cold heart, the man who is insensitive to his brother's suffering, the man who cannot stoop down low to wash his brother's feet. The man who cannot bind up his brother's wounds. The man who cannot give his thirsting brother something to drink. The man who cannot sit at table with his brother and be there for him when he weeps. That man has an icy heart, an icy heart. And St. John puts it this way, he abideth in death. There's nothing so cold 
has a heart that has stopped beating. Whosoever hated his brother, says John, is a murderer. Love is always life-giving. Where there is no love, life is snuffed out like a little flickering flame that is extinguished, leaving a room in darkness. And then John says, in this we have known the charity of God, because he, God, Son, hath laid down his life for us, laid down his life, first in the cenacle, our Lord laid down his life in the bread set before him on the table. He laid down his life in the chalice of wine, in this bread and wine that for our sakes became his immolated body and blood. And he laid down his life when his hands and feet were nailed to the cross. The Most Holy Eucharist is the sacrament in which God lays down his life for us. I use the present tense because, as Father Rajin said to us yesterday, what happened in the Senegal, what happened on Calvary, is not locked in some irretrievable past, but is made present here and now in every offering of the Most Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. The Mass is God <coughs> laying down his life for us. And we, who assist at the Holy Sacrifice, and who even more partake of the victim immolated in the sacrifice, St. John concludes, ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. The apostle of the Cenacle, the apostle of Calvary, John of the heart of Jesus, John of the bread of life, John, the son of Mary, concludes, my little children, he speaks as a father himself, my little children, let us not love in word nor in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And the pattern of our loving is the sacrifice of the cross. The pattern of our loving is the bread become the body of Christ, given for the life of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.